Hello, and welcome to Global Data Themes Instant Insights. At Global Data, we define a theme as something that keeps a CEO awake at night, as businesses that invest in important themes will succeed, and those that don't will fail. Hello, and welcome back to Instant Insights. I'm Sarah Coop, and today I'll be chatting to thematic analyst Dan Clark about the future of technology in China and whether it will lead the world into the fourth industrial revolution by 2030. This is a taster of what's to come, as Dan will be speaking at Global Data's US-China Tech Wars webinar on Thursday the 29th of September, and you can sign up to this uh, via the links in the description. Thanks a lot for joining us, Dan. Thanks for having me. So, we've heard a lot about China's rise in the last two decades, um, but the country is facing quite a few challenges at the moment. Um, Could you tell us what they are? Yeah, China definitely faces a few challenges at the minute. These can be best broken down into the three Ds, so debt, deglobalization, and demographics. So in terms of debt, there's quite a lot of debt in China's economy, which isn't inherently a bad thing. But debt can't grow faster than an economy forever. And there's a lot of concerns regarding the sustainability of debt in the property sector, overseas debt owed to China, and debt in high-speed rail construction. The next D is globalisation. The Russia-Ukraine war has taken geopolitics from a sideline topic to something that is discussed in boardrooms across the world. Naturally, this has meant a lot of CEOs are taking into account the potential reverberations of a potential invasion of Taiwan by China. For these reasons, and for many others, some companies are considering or actually moving away from China, although for now, the scale of this is slightly exaggerated by some commentators. The next D is demographics. Demography, much like the climate crisis, is an issue in which noticeable change does not happen day by day, but over the span of decades, demography can have a transformative impact on a country's economy and society. China is trying to increase birth rates by incentivization, but it's not working. Birth rates fell across China between 2019 and 2021, with many provinces seeing a decline of over 30%. Total fertility rate, which is the number of children per woman, has also been falling for some time, and there's good reason for demographers thinking this problem is actually worse than officially reported. The country also has a host of short-term issues, such as zero COVID, which we'll speak about in greater detail in the webinar. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Dan, for that um, insight into China's challenges and also a taster of what's to come in the webinar. Um, So could you tell me what are the main frontiers in the US-China tech war and kind of how does China compare? It's a really interesting question. So I think we'd have to start with semiconductors. Uh, The US-China trade war is heating up with the US imposing a technology blockade in China. And this is mostly uh, centered around semiconductors. So the US is trying to stop the semiconductor firms uh, on the US mainland, as well as many others in Europe, Japan and South Korea, trying to stop them from selling to China. So semiconductors are the backbone of the digital world. The plan essentially from the US is to kneecap China as it attempts to advance to parity with the US on technology. And as such, China is attempting to become self-sufficient in semiconductors, which is an enormous task, and time will only tell how they get on with that. Next is batteries and alternative energy. So if 2022 has taught us anything, it's a reminder that energy can be used as a weapon. Oil and gas remain the energy of today, but the energies of tomorrow are vastly different. 
Batteries used in electric vehicles and to store energy from wind turbines and solar panels are front and center of the energy transition, and China controls the supply chain in batteries and in solar panels. The same story goes when we talk about wind and solar energy. In fact, one of the biggest winners from the Russia-Ukraine war has not just been the oil and gas companies, but the solar, the solar panel manufacturers in China. As Europe moves away from Russian gas, they are buying vast amounts of Chinese renewable energy equipment. China is also at parity with the US and even ahead in some aspects, including in certain aspects of AI, 5G and quantum computing. It's also amassed a cost competitive advantage over the US in some subsectors of consumer electronics and biotechnology. That's really interesting. Thanks for that, Dan. It's interesting to hear about um, semiconductors and where uh, the US and China are both at there um, and how that kind of has a knock on effect with other technologies as well. Um, so who are the movers and shakers in all of this? Um, which companies are leading the way uh, in China especially? So Huawei is front and center. When people think about the US-China tech wars, many people think immediately of Huawei as it was heavily cut out by the US over the last few years. This, is, this only really demonstrates its centrality in Team China's plan to, to lead the world in the fourth industrial revolution. We also have Alibaba, Tencent and Baidu, which are massive companies in China, which have been regulated fairly heavily by the Chinese government in recent years. The Communist Party has favoured some hardware companies in terms of regulation, such as semiconductor firm SMIC, the battery maker Cattle, which is the world's largest battery maker, or companies such as Jinko Solar or Longi Green Technology, which have a market leading position in their sectors. Perfect. Thanks a lot for that, Dan. It's really interesting um, to hear some of those about those companies, some of which I haven't heard of before. Um, I'm sure we'll hear much more about all of those um, and their market position in uh, Thursday's webinar, Thursday the 29th of September, if you're not already signed up. Um, so thank you, Dan, for those instant insights. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And from us at Global Data Thematic Intelligence, see you next time.